Hello everyone, and welcome to episode number 8 of Building Strength with Theo Lim. So, I haven't done a solo podcast in a while. The last two podcasts have been with Dan Remula and Coach D. Hope you guys enjoyed those. So, back on it. Today I want to talk about strength training, movement, building awareness, and working around and dealing with injuries. I recently made an Instagram post about why I think strength training is king, movement is king, and awareness is king. For me, these three things are a top priority. Um, For me, I always think about, are you as strong as you can be? Are you getting better? Can you move your body the way you want to move it? Like, are there any situations where you can't really utilize your body to its full potential? And lastly, are you aware of your own body? Like for me, building awareness in both myself and my clients that is super important for me because I feel like once that base level of awareness is built it's like the goal is always for me to coach people so that they never need a coach again you know what I mean like I want to train people so that they don't need me. Like I want to make them so good that they'll never need me again. They can walk into any gym, know how to warm up their body, know how to take themselves through a workout, know how to put together a training session and then execute it and feel good about it and really feel confident in what they're doing. So for me, awareness is key. And I know I talk about this a lot, and I want to give some examples of what I mean when I talk about awareness. So, strength training-wise, for awareness, I, I drill my clients with so many questions. I know they probably hate me, but they'll do a set, and they finish their set, and I'm asking them like 10 questions. Okay, how is the set? How did it feel? Did it feel good? Was it better than last set? Or was it a bit worse than last set? And then by watching what they're doing, right? I can see, say say I watch them do a set of squats. Five squats, for example. And I see that maybe on the third rep, they kind of tip over a little. They lose their core. They kind of go onto their toes. So say I see that on the third rep, they come out of their set and I ask them, how's the set? Did all the reps feel good? Um, Was there maybe one that didn't feel as good? And what I'm really looking for as an answer is just how aware that person is regarding the set they just did. So say I ask them, 
okay, so did you feel it? Which rep, which rep was a bit off that set? Or maybe they were all good. But say I asked them, okay, which rep felt off? And they can tell me that, oh, you know, um, the third rep, the third rep I kind of messed it up. And then I fixed it on the fourth and fifth. That's the kind of awareness I'm looking for. Like if I, if someone does a set and I know that the reps weren't that consistent, then they come out and I ask them how it was and they say that the set felt good. I kind of, in my head, I know that the awareness of their movement is just not there yet. And that's okay because it takes a really long time to build that up. So for me, consistent reps is so key. Like knowing which reps feel good and which reps don't feel good is very important. Just because if you know which ones feel good, which ones feel strong, you should be trying to repl replicate that rep every single time. Like if someone can execute well on a set or on a certain exercise, there's no reason why their form breaks down or there's no reason why they shouldn't hit that proper technique. So for example, let's go, let's stick with the squat. If I know someone can hit proper depth on a squat and then I see them on some reps not hitting their depth, that's for me, that's pretty, that's unacceptable. It's like if you have the proper mobility and you have the technique to hit depth every single time, there's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be hitting depth. So again, this comes back to practicing a lot of reps, a lot of sets, practicing good technique and just drilling it in. So for me, that is why awareness is so key. It's just learning what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. And just building that awareness is so important because once you've built that awareness and once you've practiced enough, you're good. Like that's what I, that's the beautiful thing about strength training and really any other skill that you have to work at building. Once you have it, you have it, you know what it's like, you know, you know what you're looking for, you know what it should feel like, you know, it's like driving or riding a bicycle. Like once you really grasp the concept and start to do it and start to practice it and you start to get better at it, theoretically, you have it for life. Like even if you take a long layoff, you have it for life. So what makes me really happy is when I haven't seen someone for a while, I haven't seen a client for a while, and I taught them how to deadlift or how to squat or whatever, right? Anything. So I haven't seen them for a while, they come back, or like we meet up and we get a lift in together, and their technique is spot on, they know what they're doing, they know what they're looking for. For me, that makes me really happy because it stuck with them. Um, 
it stuck with them. They know what they're doing. It feels good. They look good. Like that, for me, that really means that the person got it. The person's building that awareness. And they just know what they need to do. So that's, for me, that's awareness within strength training. Like just knowing what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and knowing how to make it feel good every single time. As simple as that. Then we have movement training. Movement, for me, is also king. Strength training is number one. Movement is also number one. So, as you guys know, I did... I took that animal flow course back in December. And since then, I've been doing a ton of that stuff just in between reps or as my warm-up. Just really, I'm still a super beginner at it. So there's still lots for me to learn. I still have to clean up a lot of my technique and knowledge and then eventually learn how to teach it properly. So anyway, I'm in love with movement especially movement on the ground. So, about a few months ago, I was dealing with a good amount of wrist pain. And so, like, putting myself in a push-up position wasn't the greatest, but over the course of the last couple months, I've been on the floor a lot more. And my wrists have... I wouldn't say they've healed 100%, but they do feel better now. And that's just, I attribute that to being on the floor more, putting weight onto my wrists a lot more, and putting weight onto my shoulders more. So what I really love about movement training on the ground, it forces us to be on the ground. Our hands, our feet, our knees, we're constantly in that tabletop position where it um, it looks like we're going to crawl, right? So I think being on the floor is super important. Um, it's, it's why I fell in love initially with yoga. Like, I'm a big fan of yoga. I haven't been practicing yoga as much as I would like to. I mean, like, formal yoga classes. But I find that movement training on the ground, animal flow, that kind of stuff is very similar to yoga. It, um, it keeps you grounded, gets you working in positions that you that we're not necessarily used to. Like just, if you think about all the things we need to do on a daily basis, just the nature of our lives, right? We're lucky enough that we don't really have to be on the ground that much depending on your on your job or your work. But most of us don't really have to get down on our hands and knees. But that takes away a lot because when we do have to be on our hands, our knees, those parts of our body, like they're kind of weak now. It's like when I first started with animal flow on the ground, just like being on the floor having so much weight on my wrists and my shoulders all the time, my wrists were not happy. But now as I've done it more and more, my wrist pain has reduced and I just feel stronger on the ground. I feel better. 
I'm currently, one of my goals for this year is working up to that handstand, just like being able to hold the handstand and then maybe walk around. I don't know. We'll get there. Initial, the initial goal is to do the handstand and be able to hold it. Then we'll move on to the handstand walking, the handstand push-ups, baby steps, right? But anyway, I think just movement on the ground, it makes us so aware of our body because once you get on the ground and your wrists hurt, in your head it should be like, okay, why is this position uncomfortable? Like, why do I kind of suck in this position? And I think it's super important to be able to access any position that we need to. Like if we need to be on the ground, we need to be jumping, we need to be running, you need to jump over a fence, you know, any, anything like that, like you should be able to do it if you train at it. So back to my main point, movement. I think it's really important because it really, it really, it's like lifting. If you try to do a movement in the gym with some weights and you can't do it in your head, it's like, okay, why can't I do this? What do I need to do to be able to do this? I think it's the same thing with movement training. You get on the ground and you can't do a certain movement or you can't move your body a certain way. It's like, why can't I do this? What do I need to do to be able to do this? So for me, strength training and movement training really helps us build that awareness of our own body and what it can do and what it's having a difficult time doing right now. Like when I first started yoga, I did it because I was dealing with a low back injury. So I remember just like sitting on the ground, sitting on the ground with my feet straight out and like trying to sit nice and tall, that was not happening because my low back was absolutely fucked. So that took a while to get comfortable at and especially downward dog. The yoga class we were doing, it transitioned through a lot of the flow on the ground and downward dog was kind of like the resting position right and i remember downward dog being terribly painful for me and in my head i knew something was wrong because it's like this shouldn't hurt as much as it does like something is wrong so i stuck with it and eventually the downward dog felt better and better up to a point where now i don't feel any pain at all in my low back So that's been just like that opened my eyes to being open-minded about learning new movements, even if they kind of look weird at first, just like being open-minded to it. And then knowing that I kind of sucked at it. So just recently I met up with someone um, and He's like a kettlebell guy, a movement guy. So he got me to do kettlebell presses, like kettlebell shoulder press, which I don't do a lot if I, I don't think I have ever done it. Anyway, he gave me a weight. He got me, he taught me how to do it. I did a couple reps and I was like, this is way, this is harder than it should be. So right then and there, I, in my head, 
I kind of resolve like, okay, next time I do this, I'm going to practice this more. And next time I see this guy, I'm not going to be that weak in that position. But anyway, just being open-minded and being aware of what we can do, what we can't do. I think it's so, so important, especially like I always tell people, okay, for me, I'm 25 years old. Right now I'm relatively pain-free. But a year ago, if you had had asked me, my knee was jammed up, my wrist was jammed up. And two years ago, my low back was absolutely destroyed. So I always tell people who ask me about their injuries. Okay, your wrist sucks right now, and you're 30 years old. If you keep going the way you're going, it's not going to get better by the time you're 40 years old, it's going to be worse. So if you're experiencing all this hip pain and low back discomfort right now and you're in your 30s, it's going to get worse when you get into your 40s and your 50s. And it's going to be harder to reverse or work with at that point in time. So like being proactive about these things is very important. And I think the first step is being aware that things could be better. So just being becoming aware that things can be better and then taking proactive steps to make it better so let me tie this into injuries a lot of the time i feel like when someone gets injured they completely stop like and that's gen that's the general recommendation with that are that regular doctors give right just like rest don't do it don't do whatever you're doing and just rest which is great advice like my general advice is don't do it if it hurts right so say you're experiencing knee pain when you're squatting don't squat but that doesn't mean stop training altogether i think this is the part people really have a hard time with it's like completely stopping is the worst thing you can absolutely do one because your body you just stop moving altogether the fluids in your body don't get to move around because you're not moving anymore there's no oxygen flow there's no blood flow into say your knee because that's what you need when you're injured like when someone gets injured my general recommendation again don't do anything that hurts but move as much as possible do as much as you can to keep moving because okay say your knee's injured and you stop doing lower body completely you completely stop doing lower body there's literally going to be there's going to be very minimal blood flow going down to your knees and your ankles because as again due to our blessed the blessed nature of our daily life we don't really have to squat down that low unless your job is a physical job like you really don't have to bend your knees that much anymore like you walk around, you get into your car, or you get into the bus or the subway. 
you walk to wherever you need to go you sit down like the lowest we're required to squat is down to the toilet and that's not that low really like we're meant to we're built to squat lower than that but anyway due to the nature of our lives if we if you stop working your lower body altogether the our blood our fluids it kind of just sits in our torso like from our hip up to our neck because that's where our vital organs are at so like that's where all the fluids pool that's where all the blood stays which is fine but that's why we start getting stiff and that's why our knees and our ankles stop like they stop working as well because if you're not squatting down or if you're not like doing leg kicks or lunges or whatever right it really doesn't matter it's just a matter of moving to get the blood going the fluids going you transport the blood the fluids to the necessary parts of our body it like rehydrates your muscles it gets some lubrication into the joints and that's where the stiffness kind of goes away so anyway back to the main point the worst thing you can do when you get injured is to completely stop a because your body parts your body gets untrained and b because you lose that routine that sense of consistency that momentum you lose all of that when you completely stop so say you get a knee injury what do you do obviously you go to a professional you find out what's wrong with it maybe listen listen to their recommendations and then start working to make it not hurt again so immediately off the top of my head if someone has a knee injury we're going to do a lot of glute bridges a lot of glute work a lot of hip a lot of hip work because you can do all that without really hurting your knees like i have one guy right now he his knee his quad is kind of jacked up so we're not we're not squatting at all um i've got him doing very minimal like knee extension work so like quad dominant work but we can still deadlift and i'm not even going to get him to deadlift off the ground we're doing deadlifts off of blocks so he doesn't need to bend his knees that low but his quads are still working a little his glutes are getting a lot of work his hips are getting a lot of work other things we can do just a ton of glute bridges ton of like lateral band walks just to strengthen uh, strengthen the surrounding areas so you're injured you can't directly train a certain body part but you can always rehab it while strengthening the surrounding areas so let's stay at the ankles let's stay at the ankles and knees these things are in pain squatting's out of the question lunges are out of the question split squats are not going to work it's okay we have all the hip dominant work we can do that will help strengthen those areas sled drags glute bridges one leg glute bridges stiff leg deadlifts deadlifts off blocks and usually people can still deadlift when they have knee pain it really depends on the severity of it right there is a ton of like cable pull throughs we can do 
glute ham raises, 45 degree back extensions. There are still so many options. So like this is why you should never completely stop. Just need to you just need to learn how to work around it. And then from there, once the pain starts to subside because you've been doing work on it, like th this is me mentioning strengthening exercises we can do. You kind of just have to go into rehab mode. Like this is what I call rehab mode when someone gets injured. We're in rehab mode for your lower body, but we're going to absolutely crush your upper body. So rehab it, strengthen it back up, make the pain go away. And then we can start to do like limited range of motion stuff. So decrease range of motion. For example, we can start someone back up on like low box step ups, strengthen the quad again, get it going, give it some work to do, get put some load back into it. So um, low box step ups, then eventually you raise the box. And then there are also like slider lunges, which are great. Anything with sliders is really good. And then slowly, slowly build it back up. Okay, let's um, let's bring in some box squats because we still take some load off the knees, but at least you're squatting again. And then eventually it's like, okay, let's try bodyweight squats, a bigger range of motion. If that doesn't hurt, we'll keep at it for a couple of weeks, keep strengthening, keep strengthening you up, and then we'll be back to wherever you were to start. Another thing I really like is um, pushing the prowler, not not even for speed, just load it up to a good weight and just walking with the prowler is insanely effective. So what I really love about the, the prowler, the sled for sled drags or walking with it, there's no eccentric portion of the lift. So the eccentric portion of a squat is when you lower the weight. And that's generally when the when someone's going to feel the pain, if they're experiencing knee pain or ankle pain. So with the sled, with the prowler, there is literally no eccentric portion on the lift. Like you're just pushing away. You're putting your foot down, putting it on the ground and pushing away. Like there is literally no eccentric. So generally people are not going to experience any pain doing that. And you can still, again, build up the surrounding areas. And even um, lateral walks with the sled, like if you put, if say you have um, set up like the TRX on the sled, just like you would for the sled drags, right? And you're going to hold it with one arm, say on the right arm, and you're going to put your body into a strong side lean and just walking sideways putting one foot over the other walking sideways with the sled is very very effective you get the lateral strength from the sled so anyway that's me that's going over the lower body the knees the ankles the hips how you can kind of work around that so spend your time rehabbing whatever part it is that's hurting do what you can, strengthen the parts that you can strengthen. And then 
spend your other time getting good at the pain-free areas. So if I'm experiencing knee pain, I'm not going to stop everything and just feel bad for myself. I'm going to take action, rehab the knee, strengthen the hips, strengthen the hamstrings, strengthen the glutes. And then I'm going to spend more time crushing my upper body because we can still make gains on the upper body. You don't really need your knees to make gains on the upper body. So that is why you should never completely stop. And then the reverse is true as well. So I have a, I've dealt with a couple people who have had shoulder injuries. So there's really very minimal pressing in their programs because we have to rehab the shoulders. But because we took one exercise out, say we, say we do one pressing exercise on a full body day, because we took that out, we now have another 10 minutes to spend on building up the back or building up the rotator cuffs or the shoulders or the core. It really, like whatever they could use extra work on, we're going to spend that time to work on those areas. So someone has shoulder pain. Okay, we'll do two back exercises instead of one back and one chest. And we'll we'll just do extra deadlifts volume because you can still get stronger on the deadlift and then if someone can squat what even with a shoulder injury it really depends on the shoulder injury but hell we'll get stronger on that too so it's always about knowing what you can do knowing what hurts at the moment and then working around that. So again, I think this is where awareness, building awareness is very important. For me, I'm very cautious, especially when it comes to my clients, because there's no reason they should um, do something that hurts or try to push through an injury that hurts if they're not competing, right? If you're not competing in anything, like there's no need to kill yourself. So whenever I'm dealing with someone that has an injury or is, co- or is coming back from an injury, I'm always peppering them with questions like, okay, how did that feel for the low back? Did that hurt at all? Okay, it hurt a little. Okay, let's back off. Maybe we'll do less weight or we'll ditch that move. We'll come back to it later on. Or, okay, that didn't hurt. Okay, that's great. Let's do one more set. Let me know if, it, if you feel the same if you feel strong doing it and then we'll progress next week so for me I think asking a lot of questions really helps my clients build up that awareness Um, it's just yeah it's really just building it up I call it I call it awareness of the body I also call it gym IQ like your IQ in the gym. Do you know what you're doing? Do you know what feels good? Do you know what doesn't feel good? I think these things are very important. And I just, for me, it's just about longevity and health. Like when you're 20 years old, when you're 25 years old, you can get away with a lot of stuff. 
but when you're 30, when you're 35, when you're 40, things start to become not so easy, right? Things start to hurt more. It takes longer to recover from injuries. And again, I know what it feels like to be injured. I know it feels like crap. I'm pretty sure most people have dealt with some kind of injury, either gym-related or non-gym-related. But anyway, I'm just a big proponent of building up awareness of our bodies. Like, you need to know what it feels like to feel good. You need to know what it feels like to feel prime, like you're in prime shape. And then you need to know what it feels like to feel bad. What it feels like to feel injured or um, in bad condition. So, to wrap it up, I just wanted to expand on what I meant about awareness because I know I post a lot about awareness. I post a lot about strength training and I post a lot about movement. And it's hard to... Sometimes it's hard to communicate these values or go into depth on these with like with an Instagram post or a one minute video on Instagram. So that's what I really love about doing these podcasts. And like, again, as I always say, if you guys have any questions about anything, please just hit me up and let me know. And I will answer it to the best of my ability or I'll find I'll ask around and find out the answer so then I can point you to those resources. But anyway, ultimately, I'm just here to help. I, I'm i in love with strength training. I'm in love with movement. I'm in love with being aware, like just knowing, understanding and knowing. Like someone actually recently asked me if I could see a long-term future being a coach, being a trainer. And yeah, absolutely. Like this is where my heart is. This is what I've like this is what I've built over the last 10 years. Um and I just want to keep getting better at it. I just want to learn more, learn how to help others more efficiently as well. And just like it feels good to help other people. It feels really good. Um, like, it's awesome. I wouldn't have it any other way. So yeah, it's, uh, like when I answered that question, I was like, yes, definitely. I do see a future in this. I think it's super important. Um, just our our bodies are super important. It's like, it's our vessel, right? Like, our mind, our brain is important, but we use our body to get around everywhere like this is our vehicle so we need to take care of that vehicle make sure we're good for the long term make sure we have that longevity make sure we're healthy because at the end of the day it's all about health I love that saying um, goes something along the lines of at some point in our life, health will become our number one 
most important thing. So like at some point in our life, our health will be the most important aspect. Like whether we get sick or whether you have to have knee surgery or hip surgery, like when these things happen, health will become our number one thing. So that's why it's always about being proactive, being all about that prehab, all about movement, all about awareness and being strong. There's another saying I like, the last thing for the day. I love this one so much. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. With that being said, thanks for listening, guys. Episode number eight in the books. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And drop a review on iTunes. I truly appreciate it. And again, if you have any questions, check me out on Instagram at theodore.lim or on my website and blog. That's theodorelim.ca. And I'm going to post all the show notes on that website. So you can find all of the show notes for this episode at theodorelim.ca slash podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Hope you guys have a great day. Hope you guys have a great week. Make it happen, guys. Just make it happen. Catch you all next time. Peace.